0: Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode number 13 of the Scumbags Wrestling's This Week in History. Uh, This is episode number 13, as said, and we're going to look at March 12th to the 18th. Uh, A lot of uh, things going on during that time. We got a couple of uncensored, a few WrestleManias to look at, and unfortunately some uh, tributes of uh, people who passed away. But uh, I want to thank you for watching it's Thursday afternoon at 12, and whether you're watching on uh, YouTube, Facebook, or listening to us later on on uh, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcast from, we thank you and want you to subscribe. We are part of the Ontario Indie uh, Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcasting Network over in the UK. So we are all over the place, and we would love your feedback I'm going to put up where you can actually get in touch with us. And it's all these uh, locations down below where you can use Twitter and Instagram and email us and all that fun stuff. But if we're going to talk history, we got to bring in the guy who actually did all the research for this week's show. And that's Jonesy. He's in Niagara Falls. How are you today?
1: Yes, and by research, he means Google it. Hey, it works. That's how I ended oh, up getting... Google uh, it. Make sure it's true. Um, and, and that's what you're for, too, is to make sure it's true. And uh, also rewording a lot of it, taking stuff out. And...
0: Yeah, put our own little spin on it, but uh, sharing memories of those times or at least acknowledging what did happen. Uh, sometimes you don't want to always go by what Uncle Dave Meltzer has to say about things uh Sometimes yeah. it's, it's more opinion uh, like we're putting out instead of putting a fact. Uh, so that's what we try to do is at least give our view of what happened whenever I interject uh, my thoughts on uh, certain things, my memories of it. But going by what cage side seats and uh, Wikipedia and all that go by, it's a little bit more accurate than, say, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Uh but we are going to talk about this week in wrestling, and if you're ready to do so, I'm ready, ready to go.
1: All right, let's start with March
0: 12th, and here we go.
1: 38 years ago, Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood defeated Sergeant Slaughter and Don Cronoodle in a steel cage match to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. 28 years ago, Jimmy Superfly Snuka defeated Glenn Osborne in a tournament final to win the ECW Television Championship. Of yeah,
0: course, I believe the that the was- original ECW. Yeah, I was going to say, I believe that it's the original Eastern Championship Wrestling before uh, Paul Heyman took it over and he had uh, Shane Douglas throw down the NWA uh, title that, uh, that was representing in uh, Eastern Championship Wrestling at the time. Uh, Todd Gordon, I think, was the owner of uh, Eastern Championship Wrestling, and that's when Paul ended up taking over, and everything changed. And, yeah, people would be surprised that even Terry Funk uh, was one of the first champions of VCW. See, that
1: doesn't surprise me because a lot of people consider him, like, you know, the king of hardcore, so why not have him uh, as that? Um so we're going on to 26 years or 1995 in Hawaii. Brian Adams, a.k.a. WWF's crush, was arrested on drugs and weapon charges after antibiotic steroids, unregistered semi-automatic weapons, a stun gun, and marijuana were found in his home in Hawaii. Uh, WWF fires him, but hires him back in August of 96.
0: I was actually Twenty-one. a fan of Brian Adams. I saw, I think, a picture of him uh, from Oregon uh, before he became Crush and joining Demolition. And I just like the fact that he joined Demolition as the third member. It was something unique because I wasn't a Freebirds uh, fan or watched the Freebirds too much. So seeing um, one of my favorite teams, Demolition, then add somebody else and the interchanging that they did was kind of cool. Uh, Tona, Pineapple Crush, Neon, yeah, maybe not so good. Neon, but, uh, Neon Crush was for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> After that, you know, I liked his turn on Randy Savage and rejoining up with Mr. Fuji and stuff like that. Uh, maybe the DOA could have been a little bit better, but when he broke off from uh, the Nation of Domination and you had the three factions that broke out of that, uh, it was kind of cool with the... Uh, Warfare, Game Warfare going on. Yes, indeed. 21 years ago,
1: ECW presented Living Dangerously. Uh, The event featured a tournament for the vacant TV title. Uh, We saw Dusty Rhodes defeat Steve Carino in a bowl rope match. Mike Awesome defeated Kid Cash to retain the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. New Jack and Vic Grimes fought to a no contest. Uh, The match ended when New Jack and Grant Grimes fell from a structure 25 feet high, missing the pre-set up tables and landed on the concrete floor. Uh, Grimes suffered nerve damage while New Jack suffered permanent blindness in his right eye. Uh, The incident is known in wrestling lore as the Danbury Fall. Ah, We also saw the Impact Players, Lance Storm and Justin Credible, defeat Raven and Mike Awesome and Tommy Dreamer and Masato Tanaka in a three-way dance to win the ECW World Tag Team Championship. Super Crazy defeated Rhino in the tournament final to win the vacated ECW World Television Championship. 19 years ago, at a SmackDown taping, Maven defeated Al Snow to win the WWF Hardcore Championship.
0: Way to go, Maven. 18 years ago, Adam. Sorry, one of the guys from uh, Tough Enough who ended up winning and unfortunately kind of floundered. And uh, I think he recently was on uh, the bump a couple months ago, uh, maybe just before uh, Royal Rumble. uh, And he had an interview there. But, yeah, totally out of wrestling now. And his biggest claim to fame would be the drop kick of Undertaker over the top rope at uh, the Royal Rumble and then getting the Holy Hell beat out of him throughout the arena afterwards.
1: I never liked his name. Uh, it just sounds too nerdy, Maven.
0: Meanwhile, that's... No, but real-
1: I, yeah, but, you know, I wouldn't, if I went into wrestling, I wouldn't go under my real name. Yeah. Anywho, 18 years ago, at a NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view taping in Nashville, Tennessee, Leilani Kai defeated Madison in a dark match to win the NWA World Women's Championship. 17 years ago, in Tokyo, Japan, Kenzuki Sasaki defeated Hiroshi Tenzan to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And on that same card, Brian Brian Danielson and Curry Man defeated Ghetto and Jado to win the IWGP
0: Jr. Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Got a picture of them coming up in just a moment. There we go. Oh, I love oh. Curry Man.
1: That is awesome.
0: I like that Christ- mask. Christopher Daniels.
1: Okay, is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Eleven years ago, TNA presented Destination X. Uh, Scott Steiner would make his TNA debut, but nobody would give a crap. Uh, The James Gang, BG James and Kip James and Bob Armstrong defeated the Latin American Exchange, Conan, Homicide, and Machete. Jeff Jarrett uh, Abyss and America's Most Wanted, Chris Harris and James Storm, defeated Rhino, Ron Killings, and Team 3D. Christopher Daniels defeated Samoa Joe and AJ Styles in an Ultimate X match to win the TNA X Division Championship. And the main event was Christian Cage defeating Monty Brown to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. 11 years ago, Chessman defeated Hernandez and Morocco Car- Carlone in a three-way dance to win the AAA Ray de Reyes King of Kings Tournament. And Electroshock defeated El Messis and Mister Anderson in a triple threat match to win the Triple A World
0: Heavyweight Championship. It's always interesting to find these pictures, and especially of those that I did not know. And you see a gentleman like Electroshock who's here in a bodysuit, clearly, but just the design that they end up choosing—it's almost. Uh, like Giant Gonzalez, just without the uh, yeah. fur. I'd wear that. I'd wear that. The mask is a little canish, ish but uh,
1: hey. So, I'm just taking a drink. Five years ago today, WWE presented Roadblock from the Rico Coliseum in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. This was a special aired on the WWE Network. Uh, the rival Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson defeated Colin Cassidy and Enzo Amore so, um, to retain the a- NXT Tag Team Championship. Charlotte defeated Natalia to retain the WWE Divas Championship. And I just read that Charlotte is going to be doing a remake, remake of um, uh, Walking, walking tall. tall. Yes, yes. Which, why? Anyways... Uh, Brock Lesnar defeated the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper in a two-on-one handicap match. And Triple H defeated Dean Ambrose to retain the WWE World Heavyweight Championship.
0: Yeah, that that review was kind of just out there in the middle of nowhere. Roblox was actually an appropriate name considering it was just right before WrestleMania for no apparent reason. Uh, Like this weekend's uh, Fastlane is there before WrestleMania for no apparent reason. It's almost like a Saturday night's main event being done uh, heading into WrestleMania than just a pay-per-view. So kind See, of the in, problem,
1: that's the problem. They, again, too many special events. It just makes all your other events less important. The more big name one. That's why personally, I don't like naming wrestling events unless they're actually huge and important. Indie shows and in that when they give them names. I, I, ah, it just drives me crazy. I don't care what the name of the show is. I just care who's on the card.
0: Yeah, like anyways, A-W.
1: that's my two cents on that one.
0: AEW does that a lot with their
1: uh, shows. Everyone does it nowadays. Even indie shows name their stuff something different every time, and it's, it's just like you're not making things important. You need anyway. Today would have <laughs> been the Um, The 97th birthday of Joni Mae Young. Uh, Mae Young was one of the toughest wrestlers in history, considering she took high-risk moves well into her late 80s and had a successful pregnancy in her 70s. Young is one of the pioneers in women's wrestling with a long career spanning over nine decades. Of course, when she she got older, she did uh, get a hand um, helping her with day-to-day chores. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh yeah, she was one of those tough old uh, birds that uh she you'd come into uh the backstage and see her playing poker and smoking cigars with the guys. Uh, when she uh took the bump from uh Bubba Ray Dudley, she said to him, Do it like I'm one of the guys, don't hold back just because of her age and stuff like that. She just was willing to take whatever and prove herself even though she didn't really need to prove herself but she wasn't going to be that dainty old lady that hung around well she she was tough because i remember seeing some news
1: program it was her and uh fabulous Moolah, and this is when they were in their mid to late 80s and they're in the ring doing like it's like oh my god i don't even think i could do that (laughs) so it's it's that they were amazing uh, so we're moving on to March 13th. 20 years ago on Raw's War, Dean Malenko defeated S.A. Rios to win the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship, holding it eight days short of a year. Earlier that same day, Pete Gass defeated Crash Holly at Newark Airport to win the WWF Hardcore Championship. But during Raw, Crash would win it back from Mr. Gas, and those were the I think the better days of the hardcore championship, the 24 hour belt, whatever you want to call it.
0: Well, of course, because they were actually doing something other than rolling them up or doing nut shots and rolling up. Like they were actually hitting each other, chasing each other around, but then doing more, as I said, than just a nut shot roll up. And it made it watchable in a way, as opposed to the comedy that, is uh, portrayed every Monday night when even R-Truth is being handed back a title from uh, Bad Bunny and then being chased. it's like, okay, thank you. Please get rid of this.
1: Okay, and we're 16 years ago, WWE held their first Hall of Fame ceremony since 1996 at the Hilton in New York City. Uh, The 2004 class included Jesse Ventura, Don Morocco, Tito Santana, superstar Billy Graham, Sgt Slaughter, Greg Valentine, Bobby Heenan, Harley Race, Pete Rose, and posthumous inductions uh Big John Studd and the Junkyard Dog. And basically there you've got like a early 80s um rumble right there over the top battle royal except for Pete Rose, but hey.
0: Well Pete was uh getting Tombstone by Kane at least. Uh, one of my favorite parts of that was uh, when Bobby was up there considering, uh, what he was going through with his cancer. Um, I mean, I think he was in remission at the time, but he definitely had a lighter sounding voice because of everything going on. Uh, but he had dedicated, uh, somewhat his, uh, Hall of Fame speech to, uh, one of his best friends, Gorilla Monsoon. And, uh. Yeah, if you get a chance, go back and watch it on the network. I actually have it here on uh, DVD, but it's easier to just get on the network because it's on demand and I have to find it uh, and collect things. But, yeah, it was uh, really good. And that was a huge class, really, when you look at it compared to mm. others. And they- I, I got to see a lot of these guys perform live. Yeah, I didn't see many of them because uh, I didn't go to live events until uh, late uh, mid-90s, but uh, obviously was a fan uh, 10 years before that. But, yeah, just big names, but just the amount of people that they had in there, I can only imagine how long that would have gone as far as a ceremony in an arena uh, with the way they were doing it lately. Mr. T and uh, Hillbilly Jim are still going strong uh, with their speed. and <laughs> thanking his mom on every uh, holiday that they exist. Uh, but yes, mama. Mr. T and Hillbilly Jim telling God knows what stories. But this year we're going to actually see a double shot uh, Hall of Fame with probably just as many people in that picture this year because they're going to do the 2020 and the 2021 uh, induction all in one day. And the ones that can, they should
1: get in the ring and have a, a, a match. Anyways, moving on to Destination X, uh, 15 years ago TNA show, uh, Dustin Rhodes defeated Raven in a bull rope match at the Disciples of Destruction, Don Harris and Ron Harris, defeated Phil Delta Slam, uh, which was Big Tilly and Bruno Sassy. Uh, Jeff Hardy defeated Abyss in a False Count Anywhere match. The Outlaw Kip James defeated Kevin Nash in a first Blood match. Christopher Daniels defeated AJ Styles, Alex Skipper, and Ron Killings in an Ultimate X Challenge to win the TNA X Division Championship. And Jeff Jarrett defeated Diamond Dallas Page in Ringside Revenge to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. 13 years ago today, Red... Wrestling legend Arnold Scullen passes away. He was 82. Born January 21st, 1925 in White Plains, New York, uh, Scullen served in the U.S. Marines during World War II. He debuted under his real name in 1946, but was given the nickname the Golden Boy for his use of his agility, speed and wits rather than strength and power. In the late 1950s, early 60s, he would challenge both Pat O'Connor and Buddy Rogers for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. The next year, Scullin joined the New York-based Worldwide Wrestling Federation, WWWF. In 1967, he became one-half of the United States Tag Team Champions, teaming with Spiros Aaron, Replacing an injured Tony Parasi, Scullin wasn't just wrestling for the company. He was a shareholder and one of Vince McMahon's senior right-hand men, serving as an agent for Andre the Giant and producing shows in Westchester C- County in New York. And Scullin managed two WWF champions in Bruno San Martino and Bob Backlund. In 94, Scullin was one of seven men inducted into the inaugural full class of the WWF Hall of Fame. At the time of his death, he was survived by his wife, three sons, and four grandchildren.
0: Yeah, probably the uh, biggest uh, mark for his uh, managerial uh, time is going to be the fact that he threw in the towel for, uh, Bob Backlund. for Bob Backlund giving uh, Sheik the uh, title. So it kind of covered for Bob uh, not actually submitting and that it was Scolan who mm. did it. But yeah, he'll be uh, probably known, especially by fans our age and younger, for uh, that moment. True indeed.
1: 11 years ago, Andrew Robert Patrick Martin, best known to wrestling fans as Test, was found dead in his home in Tampa, Florida. He was just 33. Born St. Patrick's Day, 1975 in Whitby, Ontario, Canada, he broke into the wrestling training with Bret Hart and fellow Canadian wrestler Leo, Leo Burke. Uh, Martin debuted in 1997 on the Canadian Independent Circuit and wrestled as Martin Kane and TJ Thunder. He continued his training at Dory Funk Jr. Funkin' Dojo in Ocala, Florida. After just a year of wrestling experience, Martin made his WWF debut in October 1998 on Sunday Night Heat as a bodyguard for rock band Motley Crue. The group performed during the same taping. Uh, six weeks later, he made his War debut as Test, short for Testosterone, joining the Corporation stable. And as he moved on in his career, uh, Martin worked one match for TNA as the Punisher, for those of you that didn't know, uh, Andrew Martin, a Doomsday Chamber of Blood match at Hard Justice in 2007, where he, Abyss, and Sting defeated Christian's Coalition, Christian Cage, Tomko, and AJ Styles. Andrew announced his retirement from wrestling in December 2007, but continued to make appearances and was slated to do a European tour just before his death. Martin was found dead in his home in Tampa, Florida on March 13, 2009, just four days before his 34th birthday. It was later determined that Martin had suffered from chronic traumatic in uh, the f- same form of brain damage that Chris Benoit suffered prior to his death a few months earlier.
0: Yes. Yeah, and uh, uh,
1: for a test.
0: Yeah, that's the uh, problem with some of the uh, hardcore stuff that was going on at that time because he uh, bounced between doing regular matches and hardcore uh, and just regular matches can uh, do damage to you. Uh, but come on, the guy was Canadian. Got to do the uh, bodyguarding for multi Crew. Got hooked up with Stephanie McMahon in her uh, first story, Lucky Guy. Real life, mm-hmm. got uh, hooked up with uh, Stacy Keebler, Lucky Guy. And one of his last uh, relationships was with Kelly Kelly, who apparently uh, says that she still sees visions of uh, Andrew Martin if she actually wow. has some sort of psychic abilities. But... Yeah, those three, he got to – a lot of people are probably envious of him just like a lot of people are envious of uh, David Flair for hooking up with Stacy Keebler as well. And did Tess actually hook up with
1: Stephanie? I they don't think in, actually, real in, days, in real world?
0: I don't think so in the real world. Uh, at but least he got the hugger. So. At least on TV, yep. Yeah.
1: And Mexican American Rosita and Sarita defeated Angelina Love and Winter to win the TNA Knockouts Tag Team Championship. Hernandez defeated Matt Morgan in a first blood match. Kazarian defeated Robbie E., Jeremy Buck, and Max Buck in an Ultimate X match to retain the TNA X Division Championship. And AJ Styles defeated Matt Hardy.
0: Yeah, and that was a uh, TNA's uh, ro- victory road. Uh that was at the Impact Zone. Uh the show is best remembered for uh, Sting defeating uh a very intoxicated uh Jeff oh, yeah. Hardy in uh No Time Flat. Uh this was a hot topic for a long time as the question was why would anybody let a drugged up uh, performer uh go to the ring. Uh the event won the Observer News uh Wrestling Newsletter uh Worst Major Show uh award for the year. And the main event, Sting uh, and Jeff Hardy would uh, win the publication's uh, Worst Worked uh, Match Award. This was also just covered on um, 83 Weeks with uh, Eric Bischoff uh, with Conrad Thompson. And they go through everything that... And I thought I had a GIF, but you can look and see... Jeff is totally out of it. Uh, Looking at the camera, all bug-eyed and looking around and just out of it. And how they allowed him to go to the ring like that. Sting was so angry. And the match lasted like a minute and a half, if you want to even call it a match. Uh, And that was what closed a show in the main event. Just really horrible. It's unfortunate what happened with Jeff Hardy. But thankfully, he... Found himself on the other side of addiction and seems to be doing good, even though he's not in the main event scene in WWE right now, but he's at least employable and healthy.
1: Yeah, I think I would have just uh, um, done the storyline that somebody must have, you know, slipped something in his drink in the back locker room. So that then you have someone else go out and replace Matt Hardy, or sorry, Jeff Hardy, and there you go. You know, obviously he's not (laughs) able to wrestle. So, anyways, that's what I would have done. So, March 14th, uh, 43 years ago in Philly, Dino Bravo and Dominic Dunuzzi uh, defeated Mr. Fuji and Professor Tanaka to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Yes, a lot of people didn't know Dino Bravo actually held uh, some gold before his uh, um, more popular days in the late 80s, early 90s. 34 years ago today, NBC aired the 10th edition of WWF Saturday Night's main event from Detroit Michigan. This event featured a Rowdy Piper tribute video for his forthcoming retirement at WrestleMania 3. It was set to Frank Sinatra's My Way. Uh, Randy Savage defeated George Steele by countout to retain the WWF IC belt. Hercules Hernandez last eliminated Billy Jack Haynes to win a 20-man battle royal. Always liked Billy Jack Haynes. King Kong Bundy defeated Jake Roberts by DQ. The Hart Foundation defeated Tito Santana and Dan Spivey to retain the WWF Tag Team Championship. And Ricky Steamboat defeated the Iron Sheik. Pretty good to sound and show. 34 years ago, in Atlanta, Georgia, Ivan Koloff and Dick Murdoch defeated Ron Garvin and Barry Windham to win the NWA United States Tag Team Championship. And 22 years ago, WCW presented Uncensored 99. Uh, Billy Kidman defeated Mikey Whipwreck to retain the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko defeated Kurt Henning and Barry Windham in a lumberjack match to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. Uh, Perry Saturn defeated Chris Jericho in a dog collar match. And Booker T defeated Scott Steiner to win the WCW World Television Championship. And the main event was Flair defeating Hogan in a first blood steel cage match to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Flair did bleed first, yet the referee Charles Robertson never stopped the match. Flair won when Hogan's shoulders were down while Flair had the figure four leg lock applied. The win also gave Flair complete control of WCW. This was yet another misstep in storyline. Why have a first blood match if you can still win by pinning someone?
0: Yeah, it does not make
1: sense. sense. I don't get it. 21 years ago in Yokohama, Japan, uh, Noya, Agua um, defeated Dan Severin, ending Severin's 1,479-day reign to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And 17 years ago, we got a WrestleMania number 20. Uh, The tagline was, Where It All Begins Again. And it was, of course, in New York at Madison Square Garden. And there was about 20,000 people there. Uh, the National Anthem, uh, as you go through WrestleMania, it's pretty much been almost, I think, always America the Beautiful. I want to say there was a year or two it wasn't, but uh, uh, I didn't start really looking until about WrestleMania
0: 10. So, uh, yeah, most of the times it's America yes. the Beautiful.
1: Uh, special guests were Gene Okerlund. Uh, special ref was Austin, and the main event was Triple H versus Benoit and Michaels. Um, anything you want to add to this WrestleMania 20 matches you liked?
0: Yeah, uh, like the, yeah, the uh, unfortunate part is the match with uh, Goldberg and uh, Brock kind of uh, stunk up the joint because both of them were um, unfortunately made it public that they were leaving before uh, the event happened. Uh, Brock uh, wanted to go play football and Goldberg was just leaving. So it left it up for Austin to end up uh, doing everything and winning the crowd over that way. Christian and uh, Jericho along with Trish Stratus was involved, was a really decent matchup. Molly Holly uh, and uh, Victoria was really good uh, It could have been a little bit longer But Molly Holly was willing to Shave her head Just to be able to get on this card They probably wouldn't even been on the card And the only women's match Would have been the uh, Evening gown strip match Whatever it was uh, With uh, Sable and Tori Wilson and all it. But Molly was willing to uh, Put it all on the line with her hair And they got onto the card And she uh, got her head shaved uh The eight-man uh, tag team matches for both uh, championships, too much filler, basically. And, yeah, just a way of getting people onto the card for the sake of being on the card. Uh Yeah, just a really good event in general. Would you uh, say this is in your top ten uh, best WrestleManias? Yeah, probably. This would be top ten. Uh, Cena got his first taste of gold by beating Big Show. And, of course, the show's going to be most remembered by this image right here with both Eddie and uh, Benoit holding uh, the titles and being on top of the mountain for the company, carrying both Raw and SmackDown. Uh, long time coming. Guys who probably would never have been considered world champions uh Back in the Hogan era, for sure. And when everybody had to be big, and these guys were definitely not big. They were six feet or under uh, for a size. And that was unheard of uh, back in the Hogan era. But to end WrestleMania 20 with those guys holding the titles, uh, regardless of how they're remembered today, that is an image that will be always in, etched in history. Right down to the fine details of the confetti.
1: Yep. 16 years ago on Raw from Atlanta, the Rockers Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty joined forces for the first time since December 91, uh, defeating La Risse's Daunt, Rob Conway, and Sullivan Grenier. Um, This was the first match for the Rockers as a team since December 91. On the same show, Jake the Snake Roberts returns for the first time since February 97 and is featured on Jericho's highlight reel. Thirteen years ago, Vince McMahon receives a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, Did you know that McMahon's star actually won the DDT Pro Ironman Heavyweight Metalweight Championship on August 2016 and was defeated by English wrestler Laura James? I have no idea. Yeah, you can actually see it on YouTube. Uh, 13 years ago, Ring of Honor made its debut in Dover, New Jersey. Uh, Between matches, the final scenes of The Wrestler starring Mickey Rourke were being filmed. The scene involved Randy the Ram, played by Rourke, facing his arch-rival, the Alatola, played by Ernest Miller, at an ROH show. What a bonus to have that. Eleven years ago, Adam Pearce defeated Blue Demon Jr. and Phil Shatter in a three-way bout to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Ten years ago on Raw, Vicky Guerrero defeated Trish Stratus to regain her position as general manager of Raw. Also on the show, Ken Shamus defeated Daniel Bryan in a career versus title match to win the WWE United States Championship.
0: He had quite the crown. Yes, the, he did. With the antlers on it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a happy 79th birthday
1: of Hossein Khazro Ali Beziri, best known to wrestling fans as the Iron Sheik, uh, born in Tehran, Iran, um, well, can I say Sheik so I don't have to say his last name every time? Uh, Sheik made a name for himself as an amateur wrestler and a bodyguard for Shah Mohammed Raza Pahlavi, who was the king of Iran. Uh, he was a member of the 1968 Iranian national team in the Summer Olympics and Greco-Roman wrestling. Uh, he would move to the United States in the early 70s and would win the AAU greco-roman wrestling championship on 108 sorry 180.5 pounds in 1971 and was an assistant coach for the united states national team in 1972 olympics in 72 he would give pro wrestling a try with billy Robinson and with rick flair and we're just gonna end that with happy birthday Shiki baby and um i know that i think it want to say it's on netflix there's a biography of him that is quite interesting
0: yeah it's uh, i think it's actually on prime uh i I, uh, watched it it was uh yeah definitely interesting uh look at uh, sheik's life um the handlers that he now has that probably do most of his uh social media stuff but yeah it's a good documentary to watch
1: yeah, I got to see him near the end of his uh, wrestling career, which really I think there's two parts of it. Because uh, when I seen him in London at Centennial Hall, uh, I'm not even sure if he was actually in a match that night because he, you know, couldn't really make it to the ring. But my God, once he got those weight things going, holy shit balls! Like he still was upper body; he was still like pretty buff.
0: Yeah, uh, so I, you know what? Is. I think that should
1: have been Buff Buff Bagwell's dad, uh cafe Moving go. on to March 15th, uh 45 years ago, eight-time NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion Danny Hodge retires from wrestling due to an automobile accident. Hodge's car went off an embankment into a river. Even though Hodge had a broken neck, he frees himself swims, and finds his way back to the road for help. Hodge, if you remember, could still crush an apple with his bare hands up to his death in 2020. 41 years ago in Kawasaki, Japan, Monster Ripper, Bertha Faye in the WWF, defeated Jackie Sato to win the WWWA World Singles Championship. 24 years ago today, ECW presented Hostile City Showdown from the ECW Arena in Philly. We've seen the full-blooded Italians defeat Chris Chetty and Tracy Smothers, and Smothers turn on Chetty and join the FBI. And the main event was Raven defeating Tommy Dreamer and Stevie Richards in a three-way dance to retain the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. And the Dudley Boys did win against Eliminators and won the ECW World Tag Team Championships. 23 years ago, WCW presented Uncensored 98. Booker T defeated Eddie Guerrero to win the WCW World Television Championship. Sting defeated Scott Hall to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Hollywood Hogan and Randy Savage fought to a no contest in a steel cage match. And the Disciple in Sting interfered in in the bout. 22 years ago on Nitro, Rey Mysterio Jr. defeated Billy Kinman to win the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Over on Raw is War. Billy Gunn defeated Hardcore Holly to win the WWF Hardcore Championship. And on the same show, Road Dogg Jesse James defeated Val Venus to win the WWF IC Belt. 18 years ago in Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, the Amazing Red and AJ Styles defeated Christopher Daniels and Donovan Morgan
0: to win the ROH Tag Team Championship. Looks like a twelve year old boy with a sixteen year old.
1: Yeah, yeah, kinda kinda does. And in a way, um
0: that's AJ, yes? AJ's the one on the left. That, uh, yes, sorry, on like, the right that looks like AJ, the AJ, AJ kinda looks a little bit like
1: Gangrel, his mouth there. He looks like he's got like vampire teeth. Anyways, 16 years ago, at a SmackDown taping in Georgia, Kurt Angle defeated Marty Jannetty by submission. The appearance impressed WWE officials, and Marty was signed to a new contract. Unfortunately, a domestic incident prevented Marty from making appearances, and he was fired. 12 years ago, Jeff Hardy loses his house, all of its contents, and his dog after a major fire. Uh, Hardy was serving his second suspension with the WWF when the fire occurred, and it was actually his brother Matt that seen the fire and uh, got help get Marty, uh, Hardy, uh, Jeff Hardy out of there. 12 years ago, TNA presented Destination X. The show did not get good reviews. Uh, Matt Morgan defeated Abyss in a 10,000 Thumbtacks match. Scott Steiner defeated Samoa Joe via DQ in just 91 seconds. AJ uh, defeated Booker T to become the new TNA Legends champion and the first Grand Slam champion in TNA history. Suicide so defeated Alex Shelley Sabin, Consequences Creed, Jay Lethal, in an Ultimate X match to become the new TNA X Division champion. And Sting defeated Kurt Angle to retain the TNA world belt. And Jeff Jarrett was the special referee, while Mick Foley was the special enforcer. Really, no difference between the two. No. As far as title. March 16th, uh, 27 years ago in Tokyo, Hiroshi Haas uh, defeated Rick Rude to win the WCW International World Heavyweight Championship. And eight days later, Rude would regain the title. Uh, 24 years ago, WCW Uncensored 97 happened. Yuck. Um, I'm going to skip a lot of this. Uh, Yeah, I didn't even see this one. I don't believe I'm going through it yet. Uh, the, The main event was Team NWO, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hollywood Hogan, and Randy Savage defeating Team Piper. Uh, Piper, Benoit, Steve McMichael, and Jeff Jarrett. And Team WCW, uh, which consisted of Luger, the Giant, and Scott Steiner in a three-team elimination match with entry rules similar to War Games. Um, A lot of the uncensored uh, were usually voted the worst um, pay-per-view of the year every year by The Observer, is what I've noticed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, and for saying they were uncensored, they were definitely not uncensored because if you go back to the first one, Blacktop Bully and Dustin Rhodes yes. got fired for doing something that should have been censored, and was censored. Uh, well, and also in that,
1: and I think it, I think it's on next week's um, that that match is the fact of the show was called uncensored, but that match. Was pre taped and heavily edited, so it was actually censored. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it goes against everything logic wise. And then, uh, also, yeah, if you see in this picture, um, Savage is looking through a magazine that was actually a celebrity Playboy magazine that uh started up the feud between Savage and uh DDP because Kimberly Page was in it and Uh. um. Elizabeth and Randy were uh, going to expose uh, her for being in it, but it's like, well, it's on the newsstand. What are you exposing? Yeah, really, you can't
1: expose her any more than she already has.
0: Yeah, right. And they even put up the, uh, uh, you know, snowflakes or actually, no, they wrote NWO over top of uh, the pages, so like the spray paint. So it's like, well, you just covered up stuff. <laughs> there's There's censorship. Yeah, so it didn't make any sense. And then, of course, the lead-up to uh, that War game style match uh, with Piper's team getting all uh, kicked to the curb for uh, guys who were horsemen. I don't know what they think they were doing. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Moving on to Raw's Moore, 23 years ago, Triple H defeated Owen Hart via referee stoppage to win the WWF European Championship. 20 years ago today, WCW, Monday Nitro, and WCW Thunder are both canceled by the Turner Networks. Wrestling had been a staple on Turner programming since the 70s, beginning with Georgia Championship Wrestling. 13 years ago at Ray de Reyes in Mexico, Cybernex. Pico uh, defeated Al Massis to win the A Heavyweight Championship. And I apologize to that uh, fellow that I can't pronounce his name. And on the same show, Al Zorro defeated Abismo, uh, sorry, Abismo, uh, Negro, Junior, Mr. Nebla, and Alan Stone in an elimination match to win the 2008 Ray to Ray tournament. Seven years ago, CM Punk makes his first public appearance since his uh, A abrupt, abrupt walkout from WWE. He made an appearance on The Talking Dead, the post-show for the hit AMC television series, The Walking Dead. March 17th, happy St. Patty's Day to you all. Uh, 40 years ago in Allentown, Pennsylvania, the Moondogs, Rex and King, defeated Tony Greer and Rick Martel to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Moondog King would be replaced by Moondog Spot about two months later when legal issues prevented King from re-entering American soil from Canada.
0: Yeah, it's kind of confusing on this one because you see these guys and the Moondogs were all blonde-haired, bushy beard, carrying around bones and stuff like that. And to imagine that, I can't remember which one is, but I believe the real name is Randy Colley, ended up when the Moondogs ended shaving uh, everything down, I think it was, and became the original demolition smash. Mm. And people recognized him so much that he had to be pulled and Barry Darso got put in as the smash number two, basically. But I can't imagine these guys, either of them losing their hair enough to be putting on the makeup and recognizable to the point where you have to be pulled from the gimmick of demolition. Yeah. That's too bad for
1: him, but good for um, Darso. 28 years ago in Dublin, Ireland, Big Van Vader defeated Sting to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship just six days after losing the title to Sting in London. And can you believe it's been 21 years ago that Beyond the Mat, a pro wrestling documentary directed by Barry Blaustein, had its uh, nationwide release in theaters? Of course, this documentary is one of the best and well-known of all wrestling documentaries. It followed the lives of three wrestlers outside the ring, featuring Mick Foley, Terry Funk, and Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, I think I personally thought that the portrayal of Jake uh, in this was actually superb. Uh, I kind of want to know what you think. I, I liked the grittiness that they showed to Jake and the fact that he was not asking for people to feel sorry for him. He was very real on that.
0: Yeah, it was uh, awesome. We uh, were actually at your uh, house when you lived here in London and uh, we got Louisa to watch uh, this and she, I think enjoyed it. Um, putting just the Jake parts out of it and then connect it to the resurrection of Jake Roberts this is a full story to see how down and out he was neglecting his uh, kids, ditching his daughter and stuff like that in uh, on the mat and pissing in buckets and just really out of it to what DDP was able to do for him. That's awesome. And then you get uh, the story with Terry Funk's multiple uh, retirements and his friend who didn't want to go because he wasn't booked on the show and of course you get the uh, multiple chair shots from the Royal Rumble with uh, Rock and Mankind and uh, you, we get introduced to Dewey and Nicole, uh, sorry, Noel Foley and she's talking about nipples and everything that went on with that like it was such a really good put together piece. Uh, You got Vince McMahon talking about uh, uh, he creates Hollywood movies and bringing in uh, draws. He's going to puke. He's going to, he's going to puke and you get to see behind the scenes. Of course, Vince wasn't happy with everything that happened because it was supposed to be just a sort of indie movie, but the crowd response took it from just a sort of probably uh, was going to be just a film fest movie to being something that was shown in actual theaters and made a ton of cash. Uh, I think if Vince knew what was going to come of all the footage, he might not have said yes, but thankfully he did, and we got to see the behind-the-scenes stuff.
1: Yeah, and it was made on a budget of uh, just fifty thousand. Sorry, $500,000, and the profit it turned at the box office was over $2 million, uh, especially after a fan campaign for it uh, was
0: made for a full national rollout.
1: Uh, yeah, 20 years ago,
0: Sorry. And he, Also, you got to see uh, some of the shadier sides of uh, the business with uh, Roland. I think it was Roland Alexander was uh, the booker's name. He was a short, chubby, fat guy who was taking all the students' money I think oh, Roland yeah. has passed away uh since this, but uh yeah, just see the seedier side of uh things as well. I'm not saying that uh, WD is uh, perfect, mind you, but you know there's so many different sides of the business. From they the, are the they
1: are the McDonald's of, of wrestling. Um, true. now some people say, Well, no, Taco Bell's got no, I don't care about Taco Bell. McDonald's Gordon arches, you can't beat that. Sorry. Anyways, uh 20 years ago, Scott Norton defeated Kanzuki Sasaki to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Uh 19 years ago, El Kanak, or Canek, depending how you pronounce it, defeated Peretta Morgan, uh and Octagon in an elimination match to win the Ray to Ray tournament. I really like that Cybernetico name. That's kind of cool. Uh so Sorry? Cybernetico. Yeah, something like that. I think you got it uh, right. Uh, 19 years ago, WWF WWF presented WrestleMania 18, the one and only from Sky Dome in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, 68,237 were in attendance, and this remains to be the last WrestleMania to take place outside the United States um also the last to bear the WWF name 2 months after the event a court ordered uh, forced the name change from WWF to WWE uh, of course uh, this was th- the tagline for this one was icon versus icon the absolute best ever and the one and only and it was in Toronto, Ontario at the Sky Dome. Now it's called the Rogers Centre. In fact, they're even looking to tear that baby out and put in a um, a new um, dome or whatever. I think they're going to leave it open. I don't think it's going to close anymore, but who knows what they're going to plan with that. Um, Sean, anything on this one that you want to go over more than just, of course, the Rock Hogan match and the fact that because this was... Still short, kind of shortly after 9-11, uh, it took, I think it was, we were in line for over two hours before we got actually let in. And we actually came in um, uh, just before the Rumble. At, sorry, not, but the, the, the Rumble paper review was about to uh, start. Uh, we missed all the Sunday night heat and all that because of how long it took them to process everyone because, you know, they were, well, antsy at that time.
0: Yeah, uh, no, I was thankfully able to get in, I think, on time before all that. I got a ton of merchandise uh, out of it, the jersey, the uh, T-shirt, a couple other items. Uh, I know I was 18 rows off the floor uh, directly looking at the ring and then the hard camera. Of course, I'm just a pixel, uh, mind you, in uh, that whole uh, thing, so I couldn't really even see myself for... uh, Uh, Looking on the DVD or anything uh, where I was, the crowd was amazing for the Hogan and uh, Rock match. And it's unfortunate that I think, in hindsight, if they'd known what the crowd was going to be, they would have put that maybe at the end. But typically, you're going to end WrestleMania with the championship. So, you know, why would you put Hogan Rock in that spot? And unfortunately, because of the way the fans were, Their bring-down match with the women, even though it included Trish Stratus, was so much of a down because people were just coming off the high. It wasn't a transitional down like you would normally have in that uh, position, and people never built back up in time for uh, Jericho and Triple H, even though this was Triple H's return after his uh, quad tear. Uh, Jericho was uh, against uh, him with the two belts that he'd won off of Austin Rock. Stephanie was in uh, Jericho's corner, but just not enough to get back up to uh, that level that unfortunately the fans peaked at uh, Hogan Rock.
1: Yeah, we, we left early. We didn't stay for the main event because really I didn't care about either one of those guys. Mind you, they're great wrestlers and all that, but I'm just, Didn't care about that after the rock match. It was like, and the fact that we knew it was going to be busy getting out of there. So we got back to our limo so that we could actually watch everyone else come out of the building. And it was kind of cool. So we're going to move on now to 18 years ago on Raw from St. Louis, Missouri. Steve Austin defeated Eric Bischoff in a no DQ match 12 years ago at a SmackDown taping in Corp. Chris christie texas MVP defeated shelton benjamin to win the wwe united states championship and 10 years ago tna presented lockdown the pay-per-view where all matches are contested within their steel structure uh, max buck won the first uh not the number one contender for the tna x division championship match uh eight man elimination cage match uh ink Inc. uh, won a four-team match to become the number one contender for the TNA World Tag Team Championship. Sting defeated Mr. Anderson and RVD in a three-way match to retain the TNA belt. And Fortune, consisting of Daniels, James Storm, Kazarian, and Robert Roode, defeated Immortal, which was Abyss, Bully Ray, Matt Hardy, and Ric Flair in an lethal lockdown match. Uh, eight years ago in Mexico, El Massis defeated La Parca or La Parque. It, it's spelled P A K. I didn't look to see who this guy actually was. And Canuck in an elimination match to win the Triple A Ray de Reyes tournament. On the same show, Fabi Apache defeated Lufisto, Marie Apache, and Taya Hey, uh, Valkyrie, in an elimination match to win the vacated AAA uh, championship, Avocados from Mexico. In case you haven't watched those commercials, they got a lot of commercials right now advertising Avocados from Mexico. Uh, March 18th. 36 years ago in North Carolina, Ivan and Nikita Koloff defeated Manny Fernandez and Dusty Rhodes to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. 26 years ago, ECW presented Extreme Warfare from the ECW Arena in Philly. Uh, some of the matches on this card. Uh, so actually, Ron Simmons was there and he defeated Hack Myers. Uh, Axel Rotten defeated Ian Rotten in a strap match and Terry Funk and the Sandman defeated Cactus Jack and Shane Douglas. Uh, moving on, 20 years ago, WCW presented the final piece-of-crap pay-per-view read from the Jacksonville Memorial Coliseum in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, only 5,030 were in attendance, with just 50,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Um, most of the matches sucked. Uh, We've seen Booker T defeat Rick Steiner to win the WCW U.S. Uh, heavyweight championship. And we seen Dustin Rhodes and Dusty Rhodes defeat Jeff Jarrett and Ric Flair. Because of the loss, Jarrett had to kiss Dusty's donkey ass. And they actually had a donkey there. And that was probably the only entertaining thing out of the whole show. That probably paid off. And Scott Steiner defeated and banished Diamond Dallas Page from WCW. Yeah, that's pretty lucky to get it vanished
0: just days before the company goes. Pfft. Exactly. And then uh, <laughs> even skits with uh, Dustin and Dusty. Uh, there was um, Dusty eating a whack load of burritos because he was getting ready for his ass to be kissed and wanted it loaded up uh, with yeah. mean burritos. And, yeah, then they pulled that swerve the other way. And <laughs> yeah, I love uh, WCW. And you wonder why. uh Turner was able to pull, well, Turner, AOL, the whole merger deal that, um, you know, if you read Guy, Guy Evans' book, uh, The Rise and Fall with WCW, uh, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. And a lot of people, yes, of course, uh, take and give Vince McMahon the credit for uh, taking down WCW. I would agree to a certain extent that Vince did, but it was a whole – wave of a lot of things wd rising up above uh ec i mean wcw uh in that regards and taking over the ratings bad uh, decision making with booking uh, didn't help and of course then the mergers uh that turner lost all control of his company allowed them to pull the plug when the new owners come in and see where money is bleeding from you have to chop that arm off <laughs>
1: Well, you look at WWE, the reason why it's been around as long as it has is because it's always changing. They, You look at wrestling shows, watch them 10 years apart, and you almost don't recognize the company from each 10 years. Uh, just the style, the type of wrestling that's there, uh, and that's why I believe it keeps going. And they're everywhere. They go to everyone's town, well, when they're allowed to Anywho, we're on to Raw 19 years ago from Montreal, Quebec. Hulk Hogan and The Rock defeated the outsiders Scott Hall and Kevin Nash by countout. Also on the show, Brock Lesnar made his WWF television debut, interrupting a hardcore championship match between Mabin and El Snow. With Lesnar was a returning Paul Heyman who was fired late in 2001. The show also had the CEO, Linda McMahon, announcement of the brand split and drafts starting the following Monday. 15 years ago, WWE aired Saturday Night's Main Event. Uh, this was the first return of Saturday Night's Main Event since November 92, and it was in the beautiful Cobalt Hall. Uh, there was a drinking contest before Stone Cold Steve Austin and JBL, um, Oh, I I messed up his name. Uh, It was John Bradshaw-Layfield at that time. Uh, Shane McMahon defeated Shawn Michaels by submission in a street fight. Vince McMahon called for the bell when Shane had Shawn in the sharpshooter reminiscent of the Montreal Screwjob. Ten years ago, Extreme Tiger defeated Carlito Caribbean Cool. Uh, L.A. Park and El Massis in an elimination match to win the 2011 AAA Ray de Rays tournament. Uh, nine years ago, El Hijo de Piro Aguayo uh, defeated Hector Garza Jack Evans in L.A. Park in an elimination match to win the 2012 Triple uh, A Ray de Rays tournament. And it would have been the 95th birthday to legendary wrestling announcer Lance Lanier Russell. He passed away at age of 91 in 2014. Uh, Russell was renowned for his relaxed wrestling style and a legendary announcer in the Memphis Territory from 59 to 1997. Uh, He also announced for Continental Wrestling Association and would serve as an announcer for WCW from 89 to 92 and would work weekly Monday night bouts at the Mid-South Coliseum as well for Smoky Mountain Wrestling in its later years before going into semi-retirement in 97. Uh, Russell was the ring announcer in the 1999 Andy Kaufman film, Man on the Moon, And uh, Russell did the commentary for the real lawler kaufman match. Uh, The commentary can be found on the WWE DVD release, uh, Greatest Wrestling Stars of the 80s. And that might be up on the network. I did not look. And that is it for this week. And, of course, this week in wrestling history is compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, cagesideseats.com, and, most importantly, from fans and journalists that had front row seats to history. And we would like your uh, comments uh, back as far as what you would like to see less of and maybe more of Uh, a lot of matches I go through. I try to get as many of the matches where someone has won or lost. Um, Sometimes it goes on and on because some of these events had so many matches and yada, yada, yada. Uh, Or if you like hearing more about just the wrestlers themselves and just so, um, can edit uh, because especially coming up with the, uh, all the WrestleMania's coming up, uh, we got uh, a lot a lot of those.
0: Yes. yeah, so uh, definitely want to thank you for uh, taking us on this trip down memory lane. I uh, want to remind everybody to uh, check out Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Uh, we did the second half of our greatest uh, attraction matches, they were not uh, main events, they were not for a world title. They were somewhat show-stealers in a way, but they were bigger matches on the card that were worth uh, looking at and probably, in some cases, stole the show. Um, last The week before, we ended up having uh, Hogan versus Rock as the uh, winner, and it will go against the winner of uh, this week's. So see who uh, we picked and uh, narrowed down out of 32 matches as the greatest uh, special attraction at WrestleMania. Uh, also, want to remind everybody to check out our uh, daily poll on uh, our Facebook page, 7 a.m. and 12 uh, noon for the Ontario Indie Wrestling uh, March Madness. Started uh, round two yesterday, and uh, so we're on round two match two uh, today. Check out the, the polls. They're available on our Facebook page, and we're going to narrow it down to one winner on April first, and it's eight fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> and also remember to check out Pro Wrestling Tees, our Pro Wrestling Tees store at prowrestlingtees.com dot uh, sl- slash Scumbags uh, Wrestling. You can get our, uh, three regular designs with the logos: the Scumbags uh, podcast, the Raws Ro- War uh, logo and the original one based on superstars of wrestling and of course you can also get our ontario indie wrestling uh tribute comic book uh style that's uh, there on the uh, left hand side uh, money from that uh, sale is going to stevens wrestling journey still and you can support a great cause for Mel Formation research at children's hospital in uh toronto to well, thank you all for watching this, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook. Like, subscribe, share, do whatever you need to help us build this community. Our numbers are almost at 600 for our Facebook page. Uh, this month has been really successful in building up, and we are also available on all your podcasts outlets, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else. Ontario Independent Wrestling uh, Podcasting Network here in uh, Ontario, and the Johnners Podcasting Network in UK. So like, subscribe, and do everything you need to uh, be a part of this and never miss another episode. And be sure to catch the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast where we update different things in wrestling and look forward to events coming up. Anything else you want to plug before we get out of here, Chris? No, I don't believe so. I think uh, I'm, I'm good. I probably forgot stuff. I'm not the greatest at plugging stuff, but hey. What uh,
1: you're
0: it's all good. <laughs> uh, we uh, want to thank everybody again, and we'll see you next time on This Week in History. <laughs> uh, I'm